this hour. Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O, morning radio for the entire capital city. This is LNK Today with Jack and Friends on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, welcome in on a Tuesday morning. Got to think twice about that. Tuesday morning, the final day of May 2022, May 31st. We are starting out your day with comfortable 60 degrees Uh, looks like we're not going to see those 90s here for kind of an extended period of time about a week and a half before we get back up into the 90s all 80s and 70s across the 10-day forecast going forward got a good show for you today joe jordan news channel nebraska is going to join us it is a top five tuesday yeah we got a chance to bring back top five tuesday today and we are going to do so start thinking uh, in honor of uh, the big weekend Top Gun had, movie sequels, the best movie se- A lot of times, number two, number three, number four can be a dud. So your best movie sequels in the Tuesday Top 5. I can already tell you the entire list. Yours? Rocky 2, Rocky 3, <laughs> Rocky 4. Are we, are we doing I, I, I guess we should clarify are we doing it like uh, you in, you can have individual uh, sequels from the same franchise or it's just the franchise that did the best with sequels I think we're talking just the individual movie the not, individual not, movie okay but it can't so you could hypothetically have multiple yeah number one on your list could be Rocky three yeah number four on your list could be okay. Rocky two okay that, that type of thing okay. all right very good very good. So, yeah, we will uh, we'll do that com- at 810 today. You can text those in throughout the day on the Rick Stein Recognition text line. So be thinking about that during, uh, during the show today. Uh, Johnny Cadillac is going to join us. He has completed <laughs> his quest. He has done something that no one has ever done before, to my knowledge, and dined. Person- he has personally boosted the local he economy. He has personally boast- boosted the local economy, and he has gone through and he has eaten. It took a couple of months, but he got it done before the end of May. He did eat at all 64 of the Munch Madness restaurants. And so we are going to hear about that from him today and his journey. That's at 835. So uh, that's what we've got going on today. Good morning, Mark. How are you doing today? Hi. Hi. Fine. Uh, good, very good. Um, so, uh, hate to start out uh, with this, uh, with this, but it was the obviously the biggest story in Lincoln over the course of the weekend. And uh, Sunday night, you had you had cars uh, that were cruising on O Street. That often happens during the Memorial Day weekend. Um, they still call it America Cruise. It's a little different. We can get into this here uh, down the road. Uh, than what it used to be more of an official event. But nonetheless, you had people lined along O Street, as you've probably seen if you've been out during uh, one of the weekends where this has happened over the last several decades. Um, and uh, an accident happened we still don't know a ton about, and we'll see if Mark can give us a little, a little bit more on that. But here on O Street, I mean, almost you throw a stone from where we're sitting right now and almost uh, hit the area that we're talking about here. Um, just east of 48th Street and uh, 48th and Oak, up a couple blocks from there um, on the north side. And you had, uh, what, 20 people? Uh, 20 people on the, on the, on the um, sidewalk. 
20 people uh, injured on the sidewalk. Two of the passengers, uh, the driver and the passenger of one of the cars uh, passed away. Two women uh, died in the accident. And it was, um, from all accounts, it was just, it was a chaotic, um, super, you know, obviously very terrible scene uh, where you had people trying to pull cars off of people who were pinned underneath them. And, and they did successfully. They did. They did do that. You, you had a police presence in the area because of this event. So it didn't take long to respond, but um, just a, a terrible scene right here on O street, just blocks away from where we are right now with this. And uh, before we get into the detail, the first thing when I woke up on, on Saturday and was, uh, looking at some of the reports and looking at what Lincoln police had to say, I was thinking, I was like, didn't, didn't something like this happen another year that they did this? And, and I had to look back and it was that there was a, a woman who died in 2000, 22 years ago during this event when it was more of an official event associated with the hot rod nationals. Um, it was a little bit further to the West on O street where that happened a couple of blocks the other way. Uh, where you had a car that had had gone off and she was trying to protect her children and um, and she passed away and so yet again you've you've got a just a horrendous terrible situation going along with this what more do we know now is probably people saw that got the push notifications and and saw it on Monday morning and throughout the day yesterday mark anything new that we've got today well what I've nothing new but uh, as you go through the uh, the all of the reports, this accident was not part of the cruise itself. This was after the cruise and when traffic patterns had started to return to normal. Mm-hmm. That according to Chief Tracy Ewens. Uh, and it was a case of a car eastbound on O Street going to turn north on 52nd Street. That's right there by the Barnes and Noble. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, you know, just to the southeast of the Hy-Vee store, uh, right next to where uh, Fresh Time was. They crossed to go to 52nd Street, and a westbound vehicle hit them. So they were just they were turning left. They were they, turning they, left they, to go north. Turning left at that point, and, and and a westbound vehicle struck that vehicle and threw both vehicles into the crowd to the on the north side of the street. Yes, there up there by right by Barnes and Noble. Okay, so but this was not part of the cruise event itself. Mm-hmm. Uh, Twenty people in the crowd uh, injured. Uh, one. I believe still in critical condition. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll probably have an update this morning. Um, but a lot of them were seen and released. I think there was only two people hospitalized as of yesterday or last night. I mm-hmm. did not get the uh, latest update. But. Okay. Um, and the, the LPD has not released the names of the two women, women in their 20s, I believe. One 20 uh, years old and one 22. Mm-hmm. Who passed away. Um, we probably will get that this morning. And then not a whole lot on the not a whole lot of detail yet on the cause. You know, was it something where they didn't have a a, a green arrow, or the you know they had the the yellow blinking arrow, and um, or the there's excessive speed going the other direction? Uh, we don't. We just don't know. Don't was know. alcohol involved? We don't know those answers right now. Expect probably this morning to hear quite a bit more from LPD on yep, those that things. Would be uh, that would be the normal course of events, of course. Uh, yesterday being a holiday, this happening on a Sunday night, uh, then a holiday, you know, you don't have, uh, you know, the, the hospitals had to staff up quickly, a mass casualty incident uh, was called. And uh, so, you know, yeah. just a lot of information yet to, to be gathered. And 
and gleaned from the investigation. And it's interesting. I know a little bit about this, but maybe some of my listeners know even even more than I do. Um, there's been, you know, the, and again, like you said, this wasn't necessary. I mean, this very well could have happened on any night on this in terms of the accident could have happened on any night right. uh, on on O Street. Um, but it was the fact that you had people lining close to the street that made it even worse. It was already a tragedy, obviously, uh, but that's what made it worse. It wasn't necessarily because of this, but, y- you know, the 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 cruising stuff. I mean, Caleb, when you know, you and Kellen lived close to O Street mm-hmm. and live. You still do. And you talked about hearing hearing this very frequently where and here's- you've got cars that are are flying down o street here's the thing that is extremely frustrating for me living a block two blocks off of o street obviously heard the emergency vehicles sunday night into monday morning it's a little scary going okay i know there's a lot of stuff going on what happened out there then obviously i see the, the news reports but yesterday it's like nobody even knew that happened if anyone was within earshot of o street what did you hear Last night? Last night? Yeah. Like, even during the day a little bit. Mm-hmm. You hear people peeling out at, at lights. Mm-hmm. You you hear people revving engines and, and going as fast as they can. And I'm going, guys, this this literally happened not even 24 hours ago. Mm-hmm. And you're still going to come over and drive around like jack wagons? But it, it's a completely normal thing. And obviously, when you add in all of the extras that go with it being a a cruise type event all the people lining the sidewalks the extra vehicles that are out and about for a holiday weekend it was just a, a recipe for something to go wrong because o street is a problem the other 364 days of the year 300 whatever that that people aren't doing whether this there's type any, of event. whether there's an event or yeah. not is what you're saying yeah. it's just so, the driving on it has yeah, become it, a thing yeah it's it's already terrible like as we we go walk our dogs and there are sometimes during the week we know there are some nights that okay listen does it sound crazy on o street okay we can cross o street and walk around in the neighborhoods on this side a little bit but there are other times that we go there is not a chance in the world we are crossing o street we're not getting anywhere close to those intersections wow um there's just there's too much going on and it just there was too much then this weekend and we'll, we'll hear exactly what the cause was but it is something that outside of the holiday weekend still has a long way to go on being rectified for being a safe place for people just to drive. Mm. And there's too many people. And I, I know it's a thing. We, we were talking about our summer songs and people saying, yeah, cruise in O Street. Well, it's one thing to cruise O, cruise o Street. It's, it's one thing in any town to cruise the main drag. Yeah. It's completely different what you hear night in and night out happening on O Street. And the police chief talked about changes coming. Um, and, and this has been an ongoing thing, though, as well. You know, I pulled up, uh, I pulled up an invite, an online invitation or an event page that was just uh, on a, on a private page here talking about, uh, the 2021 version of, of this. Mm. And, and it says here, uh, just because Hot Rod Super Nationals, AmeriCruise no longer comes to town, that was the more official event that used to happen, uh, doesn't mean the traditional O Street cruise should stop. Don't let the cops think they won by getting this shut down. And this is a cruise, not a time for racing with a bunch of people out there watching. We don't want anybody to get hurt and no burnouts in parking lots. So invite everybody you can, spread the word, and most of all, have fun and be safe. 
Um, yeah, I don't. Uh, maybe I mean, listen, I don't know what the decision is going to be on this here, and, and what's going to happen, and how it is going to change. But maybe if O Street is already a problem already, y- you don't want to bring all these people there, even if it's got nothing to do with the people who are really just out there to cruise and show mm-hmm. off their car and those sorts of things. But that was also um, really weird wording on that twenty one event. Show up and cruise to stick it to the cops? Well, yeah, that's, I mean, th- that's the other thing. It says, <laughs> don't let the cops think they won by getting this thing shut down. Um, and I, I think it said somewhere else on here, where else did it said? Um, it always said, and no burnouts in parking lots. Right. So, so invite everybody you can, spread the word, most of all have fun and be safe. So there was always some, already some level of concern and sort of discussion and conflict about about the safety of, mm-hmm. of something like this. That's going back two years ago, but uh, and, and I remember talking about this in, in other years where there were where there was concern about it too. But I don't know what you what you do exactly. Well, I mean, Carney has been famous for the cruise night that has happened there. It has toned down a lot over the last several years, but it would be massive house parties because guess what like the obviously you've got o street going on here there's a lot of businesses the way cruise night runs in in carney that's a lot of houses that is just house party house party house party and thousands of people all smashed together and that was obviously that was a recipe for people fighting in the streets accidents all of those things but that really got tamped down when there was a larger police presence when it was a lot of we're shutting things down if there is burnouts at lights um if the parties are getting too out of control too many people in an area i don't know what you do here and how you can translate any of that but obviously in carney then i'll be honest it's not as big of an event in carney as it used to be um, but you do still have people going out and cruising, whether they're in the classic cars, whether they're in something that was made last year, mm-hmm. whether it's a 15-year-old Honda. People just want to be out and about doing stuff. So I don't know, is it having a larger police presence? Because I know there was already a, a bigger presence than normal. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, that's the only thing I can... I mean, I mean, what do you get? Yeah, I mean, what are you going to do? Stop cars from driving down O Street? I mean, yeah, right? Or Or stop people from... I guess back people up or get them off from you know pedestrians off from anywhere near the street, but there's not a ton you can do. Mm. Um, but anyway, it's uh, and and then there were Mark. I don't know if you saw this, but I saw in one of the reports. I think it was in the Journal Stars report. They had talked to one of the witnesses who they said, and the police didn't say anything about this, but the witness said people were shooting fireworks at the cars that were that were driving, and that was an issue. I missed that part. Uh, police didn't say anything about that, and so there's, I don't know if there's more to that or not, maybe some people who were there. And then there were, the, and then there were comments from people who were there that also said I, everybody had their phone out, and they, not everybody, but a lot of people had their phone out and in, instead of actually helping the situation. But I think there were a lot of really good Samaritans who did a lot hopefully to to mm-hmm. save some lives or or um, get people to safety as soon as possible so hate to be talking about that first thing this morning but very significant event over the weekend all right we're going to take a break right now we got to check sports coming up next we'll have our sound off a little bit later joe jordan johnny cadillac top five tuesday that's all coming up it's good morning welcome to tuesday on your lincoln's news and talk 1400 99.3 klin 
Before you hit that drive time, stay alert with Nitro Cold Brew Coffee from Broken Rail Beverage Company. This is 1499.3 KLIN. A look at news from both inside and outside of Lincoln and conversation on how that news affects us here. It's time for the Sound Off on LNK Today. Hey, welcome back. 638 LNK Today with Jack and Friends on KLIN. Glad to have you back with us. 60 degrees in the capital city, sunny skies. All right, I didn't get a chance during the opening segment to let you guys know today's keys to the city brought to you by Lincoln, the mattress and furniture keyword is superior, S-U-P-E-R-I-O-R. The business that we're, uh, we're featuring today is Da Vinci's. Da Vinci's. So, hey, here, I've heard of that one. Here's what you do. Go to KLIN.com. Click on the Keys to the City link and enter in that keyword superior, and you'll be entered for a $50 gift certificate to Da Vinci's and the grand prize where we pile all the gift certificates up from all of the Keys to the City businesses, and you basically run the city uh, at that point when when you've got that. Uh, but yeah, Da Vinci's, of course, celebrating 44, year, 44 years of service, including best pizza, pasta, cheesesteaks, hot hoagies, and salad, and you can stop by any or all of Da Vinci's locations to sign up for an extra extra entry to keys to the city so keep listening for daily keys to the city keywords for more chances to win and find all the details about keys to the city and all the featured businesses at klin.com where you can always do your entries in person and get a better chance to win that grand prize i want to hang out with the guy or gal who wins keys to the city like (laughs) where we're going for lunch today and they're like i don't know and then unfurls them out like a deck of like a deck of cards e- like, either that or you know how everyone would have the binder full of trading cards <laughs> exactly they just carries a up. binder with them <laughs> okay let's see here need some new tires got to haas right need a nice dinner we're gonna go to billy's we got i mean <laughs> got my da vinci's gift card right. right next to my charmander i've been collecting these for a while <laughs> so here's the thing five locations for da vinci's yeah can including you, right across the street from us yeah, i know so we can I was yeah. going to say throw a rock, but I'm not going to throw a rock across O Street. No, it wouldn't be nice. Um, I could throw much further than that if we really right. wanted to be. No, um, okay. But the, well, with uh, all that pain management. It's not a competition, okay? Um, but can you go to, we got to ask Maria, can you go to all five Da Vinci's? Yeah, it you, says, that, right, that I, five, I, five it says right here, make sure to stop by any or all of their five locations. Oh, the, I missed the or all. Yeah, any or all. Yeah. Okay. That's what it says. So do those. Go to KLIN.com. Put in Superior. That's six entries. You know what? And order a pizza at everyone. You coward. (laughs) Do it. Just however much. I mean, listen. Hey, you you think that's a lot? We're going to have Johnny Cadillac on earlier. He went all, or later, he uh, went to all 64 Munch Madness places. So he would do it. I know they say 100% real mozzarella. At that point, your diet is 100% mozzarella. (laughs) (laughs) Be all right. It'd be all right. Uh, all right, let's uh, jump into the sound off today. Well, uh, some of the news over the weekend uh, from Uvalde is that the feds are taking over the investigation. What does that mean exactly? The DOJ says that this investigation will be conducted to develop action plans, but also to maintain accountability because police admit that mistakes were made at Robb Elementary School here last week. 
Instead of breaching the classroom door right away, those responding officers were told to wait for a SWAT team. So more than 45 minutes was spent locating a set of keys to the reinforced door before a federal tactical team arrived and took over, ending the horror by getting inside that fourth grade classroom and killing the suspects. Waiting for a key? Excuse me, what? Did you see, and I, I've, I've retweeted it, but the minute by minute? Yeah. That's it's unbelievable. It's, it's it, it, I mean it's ridiculous. I I uh, see if I can pull it up. I I did too. It was um, just just unbelievable. Well, you I don't, you had that and you had the, yeah. I've got it now. You've got it pulled up. Yeah, I've got it pulled up. So this was the minute by eleven thirty five a.m. Officers enter, take fire. Eleven thirty seven. Sixteen rounds were fired through the closed door. Um. 11.51, more officers arrived, now 19 in the hallway. 12.03, 911 caller whispered she's in room 112. 12.10, calls again that there are multiple people dead. 12.13, called again at 12.15, Bortak arrived. That's a tactical team. Mm-hmm. Um, another 911 call at 12.16, said there are still eight or nine students alive. Another 911 call at 12.19, someone calls from room 111. 12.21, Fire again, three shots heard on 911 while someone was on the line. They moved down the hallway at that point, 1236, another 911 call. 1243, another 911 call. 1247, another 911 call. And at 1250, officers breached the door um, at that point. But, um, you know, I'm not, listen, I'm not going to say here, I'm by any means, I've got tactical expertise in in this kind of a situation, but... Like that sound that that does not sound right. <laughs> I mean, it just it it doesn't whatsoever, and so that adds a whole. I mean, we're already having the the whole policy discussion related to this, but this is a um, a major. Que- I mean, I, I don't know how you do that. How you right. sit there? I I don't know how anybody does that. Um, <laughs> I would, and the, a door being locked mm-hmm. that stops i mean stops you from getting in there right i I mean in some way and i i saw reports of uh, a mother obviously not within that fourth grade classroom but you had a bunch of parents that were detained by police um but you had at least two mothers that i saw reports found a way around got into the school to other classrooms and got their kids jeez I mean, there's other not windows. I mean, like, I don't know. It's so I think we're probably going to find out a lot more about this. That seems like that's way too much time, you know, and and I I can't pretend to have ever been in that situation, been in anything close to that. But I also know I know what my job is, right? Mm -hmm. I know when not even close to the same thing. But I know when emergencies happen here, what's the protocol? What's mm-hmm. the next step to do? Mm-hmm. And there are times that for us, <laughs> very simple for us, and we're very fortunate to have this career where it's not life and death situations. Bad situation for us is we're off the air, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So what's our protocol for that? How do we get us back on right away? Active shooter situation, what, what's the protocol? Was it followed? And if it was followed, why is that the protocol? Right. Like, is yeah. 
Uh, I don't know. So we'll, we'll wait to hear more from the investigation and what the impact of, of that is. But I think that's going to be a large part of the, you know, the policy discussion is you, you've got all these drills where all the schools are, you know, ready for this and know the protocol. And, you know, we saw it. We saw it in Michigan where this entire class where they had their door locked and knew how to figure out whether there's the shooter. And then they got out of the mm-hmm. out through the windows Um you would think and you would hope that law enforcement would be in, uh, you know, kind of in the same position, ready. That's not an unthinkable situation. Unfortunately, that's not an unthinkable mm-hmm. situation that you've got someone barricaded in a in a room like this. Um, so anyway, uh, the discussion then, of course, about uh, gun control continues as well. Is there a possibility that there's some level of common ground between Democrats and Republicans in Washington, D.C. on this? Biden privately grieved with a shattered community in Uvalde, Texas, telling reporters upon his return, there's some hope for a bipartisan gun control agreement in Congress, encouraged by a push from Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell to Texas Senator John Cornyn to find common ground with Democrats. The administration increasingly defensive over pressure for Biden to act unilaterally, refusing some network requests for officials to appear on Sunday shows, saying it's on Congress to act. Biden said his executive powers have limits. Hmm. That's interesting. Um, that that very last part there, where uh, not wanting to overextend the the executive uh, powers that are delegated to to him on this, and and wanting Congress to do something. I don't listen. I don't. I'll be surprised if there's anything. I mean, if you see anything happen, you got the sides that are just very far apart on this whole thing. And then you got this. This is a kind of an interesting contrast. Uh, what's happening in Canada right now with gun policy? I guess if you want an example of of what it looks like in the positives and or negatives that go along with much stricter gun control. Take a listen to what Canada is doing right now. The Prime Minister announced Monday Canada is going to cap the number of handguns in the country. Trudeau expects new legislation to be enacted this fall that will make buying, selling, or importing handguns illegal anywhere in Canada. His government's planning to fight gun smuggling with tougher criminal penalties as well as strengthening border measures. Canada already has plans to ban about 1,500 types of military-style firearms and is planning a mandatory gun buyback program that starts at the end of this year. Jill Nato, Fox News. Oh, so, like I said, I guess you, you'll you'll sort of see the the different examples and and the positives and, and negatives that go along with each one. Uh, Memorial Day weekend travel. We talked so much about travel coming up to it and gas prices and everything going along with that, and still a lot of people using the air as well. But there was a good chance if you were traveling this weekend through the air, you ended up having your flight get canceled. What was going on exactly? U.S. Airlines canceling thousands of flights over the four-day Memorial Holiday weekend, even more if you count the global amount of cancellations. You had thunderstorms in Florida and New York. That was a factor, as well as staffing shortages due to COVID and some other issues. Travelers are frustrated. On top of that, especially frustrating is airline fares are higher this summer with the average round trip at $383. That's a jump of 34% from the same period back in 2019. Now Delta announcing service reductions from July 1st to August 7th. All right. Uh, And grocery stores were packed uh, at certain points of this weekend. I know from experience or the hardware stores, by the way. Holy moly. (laughs) Yesterday, it was everybody. Everybody was there. You know, you can always tell there are certain places that you go frequently, and you always kind of get the same parking area. Mm-hmm. You kind of have it, and you realize, okay, 
I'm uh, I'm 40 rows back further than I normally are when I stop here, and you know it's a a, a particularly busy day. Right. I saw I had that both the grocery store and the uh, <laughs> and the hardware store this weekend. We but, had that on on Sunday. Megan told me, "Hey, I forgot to pick up a dessert for this uh, event we're going to. Will you go grab one?" I said, "Yeah." I get there, I went. Well, I'm walking far enough into these doors. I'm earning this dessert before we even take it anywhere, <laughs> yeah, it was, right? It was crazy. But once you get inside the doors, you probably were seeing prices on various things that were still continuing mm-hmm. to go higher and higher. Food at home prices are up by 11% from last year. That's actually the largest one-year jump since 1980. The ground beef for the burgers up 16.5% from 410 to $4.92 a pound. Chicken, huge increase in the cost of boneless chicken breast up more than a dollar a pound. So that's 36%. Higher food prices are not uh, uniquely American, we should point out. I mean, the UN says the war in Ukraine is among the factors leading to a 30% jump in global food prices. Yeah, I I made the uh, switch at the grocery store going from the uh, chicken breast to the chicken thighs, which we've I've talked about that my passion for this issue many times on the show. <laughs> but uh, all in all, I think it, they taste better anyway. So <laughs> that's good. Very a lot less difficult to uh, to dry out. Um, all right. What else do we have going on here this morning? Uh, oh, yeah. Got to got to do this. Uh, if you weren't at the hardware store and you weren't at the grocery store, maybe you were at the movie theater this weekend. And as expected, <laughs> Top Gun guys did really, really, really well at the box office. Mm-hmm. Top Gun Maverick has beaten Disney's Pirates of the Caribbean at World's End for the Memorial Day opening four-day record with $156 million domestically while it becomes Cruise's best opening of all time. The Pirates film had a four-day holiday opening of $153 million thanks to Thursday night previews. That record held for the last 15 years. Jeez! Having any fun yet? The film is a love letter to the 80s film, and the storyline takes us 30 years forward into Maverick's career and centers on the relationship between him and his wingman Goose's son, Rooster, played by Miles Teller. Val Kilmer returns as the Iceman. Michelle Polino, Fox News. Okay, so I didn't see it. I talked to many people who did. Um, almost, almost across the board. It was positive, but not over-the-top positive, was the, the anecdotal that I heard from the probably three or four people I know that saw it. it was, pretty, so, someone on, on Sunday, I was, yeah, at, your, text, I was at your house on Sunday and someone said that it was the, it was better than the original. Yeah. Okay. We had, some, we had a texture who said uh, something to that effect too, right? On well, Friday just that when, they really liked it. I don't yeah. think they said it was better. I like, than the I just, I'm just uh, amalgamating all of the things I heard. The amount of hype it I'm was seeing positive, from it. but not, Oh, just the, again, anecdotal, very good, but not quite over the top. All I'm seeing are over the okay. top reviews. Okay. Well, I want to see it. I want to see. It. I know. I still want. I know. See Officer it, yeah. Chad saw it. He texted me that he went. Said they had a little a uh, little technical malfunction at the one that they went to. Really? Yeah. So they they missed part of it. Hopefully, it wasn't oh, no. any of the the key parts there. But I haven't I haven't seen it yet. And for that reason, we're banning him from the show for the next two weeks. So I, that he can't give any spoilers. I need to see it, but I don't know. I don't know when I'm going to make this happen. It'll be, because next weekend, dance recital weekend. So that's it's a big deal. It that's is. the that's the Super Bowl for my daughter. So Good. yeah, so won't be next weekend. So we'll have to we'll have to find a time. When do they do the the daddy daughter part of that? 
So they they they're not doing that, but they have done it in previous years, and she's got a lot of more years in this. And I've got a feeling at some point that's going to be something I'll have to participate in. But I need to go through a rigorous training schedule <laughs> before I get up on the stage and dance. <sighs> Even uh, more rigorous than the week of preparing to take on Carol Frost. <laughs> yes, but I could probably do both in the uh, same week. You hear about what happened, uh, almost happened, or did sort of happen to the uh, Mona Lisa, the original Mona Lisa painting this weekend? What is happening? This is crazy. The Mona Lisa targeted by a man seemingly disguised as an older woman in a wheelchair. Footage captured at the Louvre in Paris shows the culprit apparently wearing lipstick and a wig at the gallery, which has procedures for those with reduced mobility to view the work. Bystanders say he jumped out of the wheelchair as he got close to the painting and threw a piece of cake, hitting the protective glass in front of it. Some saying he tried to smash the glass and shouted in French for people to think of the planet. The museum saying the Renaissance work was unhurt. The suspect detained and sent to a psychiatric unit. Lillian Wu, Fox News. So if you're there around there, number one is your first reaction. It's a miracle. She <laughs> could, the Mona Lisa healed her for, for a split second. And then Healed her and turned her into a man. And <laughs> there's a lot happening here. And, uh, but then a piece of cake. Well, and then not only did he, th- how did he get cake in here? Where did where's this dessert also, bar? Who wastes cake? Why don't you throw some, I don't know, green beans at it or something? A good piece of cake gone to waste. Not throwing it at a revolutionary France. uh, In his defense, he's probably saved the planet now. So think of the planet. Think that as you waste. You know, I I talked to a lot of people this weekend, and they've changed their thinking on on a lot of um, environmental issues because of this guy. That is a perfect encapsulation of arguing with anyone on the internet. (laughs) You got your point out there. And changed zero hey, minds. You know, it really makes you a guy. A guy dressed like a woman in a scooter throws a piece of cake at the Mona Lisa, and that really makes you think about the environment. That's just a weird summary of events. Well, that's what he was going for. Uh, all right, we better take a break. All right, we will. Do you have one more? You can. I do. I do. Oh, can I? Yeah. I have one more. I have a feel. I have a feel good one which we I'll could all it. use to uh, end this thing. You know. You know how some when when you get to. A lot of kids just got to graduation or end of the school year, and you get the thing from the school like you owe this money for mm-hmm. uh, overdue book before you can right. before you can graduate to get your diploma. You got to pay up. Well, here's a story of uh, a uh, a guy who didn't want to pay the fee and regretted it for the rest of his life. It was a lifelong regret for Southern California resident Ted Sams not graduating from high school 60 years ago. Five days before the end of the school year in 1962, Sams got himself in trouble and was suspended for five days. He missed a crucial final exam and had to make it up over the summer. But then, Sams says, the school wouldn't give him his diploma because he owed $4.80 for a book. Sam says he just walked away and said, forget it. Turns out San Gabriel High School still had Sams' diploma locked away in an old filing cabinet. The 78-year-old finally received it in a ceremony at the Rose Bowl in Pasadena. Sam says he plans on hanging the diploma on a wall at his home. Tom Rigotti, Fox News. Did he ever pay the fee, though? This Did is it, what I want to know. What's the interest on that? Yeah, <laughs> interest on that. That's <laughs> I mean, with inflation these days, that's $40,000 now that he owes for. He can get that thing out of the safe. 
All right, at 6.57, we'll take a break. It is LNK Today with Jack and Friends on Lincoln's News and Talk, 1499 KLI. You're listening to LNK Today with Jack and Friends on 1499.3 KLIN. All right, 61 degrees in the capital city right now. Coming up during the 7 o'clock hour, Joe Jordan, News Channel, Nebraska. I don't know if you guys see that fire in Omaha last night. Mm-hmm. Massive propane tank to exploding and shooting through the air they they had to evacuate neighborhoods uh we'll uh get the latest on that from him plus some details from within this herbster slama lawsuit that is still ongoing and yeah that that is still happening maybe off the front page but joe's got some info on that as well seven o'clock kli and lincoln traffic live from the momo pizzeria and ristorante studios at 44th and O. morning radio for the entire capital city this is lnk today with jack and friends on the voice of lincoln 1499.3 klin All right, 710, welcome back. LNK today with Jack and Friends on the Tuesday. That is the last day of May 2022, 61 degrees in the capital city. Joe Jordan, News Channel Nebraska, joins us Tuesdays at 710. And, uh, you know, those uh, those first days after the three-day weekend, Joe, uh, you know, sometimes can be, can be a little slow. But, boy, it sounds like people in the Omaha area last night... Um, Boy, had quite the experience with a huge fire with explosions and and everything else. Um, I know uh, I, I just saw some of the pictures, and I don't know what what you saw last night, but that looked like a real significant deal there. I'm glad that you know it wasn't something where more people were hurt or, or even killed in that thing. Well, as far as we know right now, there are no uh, there's certainly no deaths to report, and to my knowledge, no injuries. I don't know if that's changed overnight, mm-hmm. but as of about midnight last night, that's kind of where things stood. It's just south of downtown. There's a chemical plant near, for people who know the streets. It's basically like 20th, between 20th and 13th and Center Streets uh, in, in Omaha. And initially, the fire department uh, got a call of a uh, you know fire alarm. Uh, first responding uh, trucks showed up and realized they had a bit more than that on their hands. They called a first alarm fire. And then as the fire officials tried to get inside the building, the firefighters realized they couldn't get inside because there was some damage to one of the walls and it was structurally unsound. So then they called another alarm, at which time they started to realize that there were propane tanks inside this chemical plant going off. So they basically were fighting everything from the street. Uh, I called it a three-alarm fire uh, not long after that. Uh, and all this started just before 7 o'clock. So even by 10 o'clock, there was still a great deal of smoke and fire going on, uh, still as of about 11.30 or so. Uh, I'm not sure what the uh, exact status is at the moment, but they had to evacuate. A couple of thousand people were told to evacuate oh their homes uh, in that in that uh, vicinity. Uh, there was a setup at a community center not too far away where people could go last night. But... Um, yeah, it's uh, it's obviously a mess, uh, and I 
presume it's under control, but I don't want to mm-hmm. say that just yet because I just don't know for sure right now. Yeah, they, they I, for last I saw that there, you know, there's a few hot spots um, yeah. still there at this point, but some of the video was unbelievable. And you know, like that, like you said, when you got propane tanks in there, things can who knows, you know, fly up in the air. That debris can be an issue. Uh, yeah, there, as, we, as well as the fire was in the smoke. Clearly, there the, the the smoke. Uh, it was you know deep black smoke. Mm-hmm. You could see it from a long way off, depending on where you were in town. Yeah. Um, well, like I said, hopefully that continues to be the case where um, you don't have injuries, you don't have deaths associated with it. With as bad as it looked, that's uh, that's really good to hear. That if that is actually the case, um, you, you know, so much talk nationally. Uh, about gun control after what happened in in Uvalde, Texas, and uh, I guess I guess I don't know if there's a whole lot of going to be a whole lot of impact uh, in terms of the gun control debate here in in the state of Nebraska. But I know you did get a chance to to hear hear a little bit from uh, Pete Ricketts on this, or he he had talked about it more nationally here at this point. Mm-hmm. Is there anything that you see from from hearing what he said? Um, CNN or, or wherever else that, that he talked uh, or and just kind of knowing the political ropes in Nebraska. Is there going to be any policy impact in the state of Nebraska after all of this? At the moment, I would be shocked. The governor made it very clear. The specific question that he was asked was, would he favor raising the age uh, at which you can buy a quote-unquote long rifle, which includes the AR-15-style weapons that were used by both, well, one allegedly 18-year-old in uh, in Buffalo and by the uh, shooter in Texas, both of whom, uh, according to authorities, bought their weapons you know, shortly after they were 18 years old. Uh, the For those who don't know, uh, to buy a handgun in Nebraska, you have to be 21. To buy a long gun, you have to be 18. But Governor Ricketts was asked if it was time to, to raise the age limit on the long guns, and he clearly said no, that uh, he was aware of studies that indicated that a lot of these folks, uh, not to, I think, any of our surprise, uh, have mental health problems, and he wants to concentrate on the mental health side of this and not the, uh, not the uh, what he considered the legally, uh, abil- legal ability to purchase a weapon at the age of 18. Uh, Along with that, I haven't heard much of anything mm. from really many elected officials, to be honest with you, uh, in terms of going forward. Anything. I mean, at the moment, as, as you well know, the only legislation that is being discussed had to do with uh, Senator Brewer's bill. Mm-hmm. Constitutional uh, carry, right? Yeah. Constitutional carry, which failed so. by two or three votes, I think it was. Mm-hmm. It was uh, close. But, but, yeah, but he promised to bring it back uh, in January. Now, I don't know if this is going to change that or, you know, because sometimes in, in, in very conservative states, uh, these incidents, uh, mass shootings, they're not incidents, these mass shootings, when they occur, they only fortify certain people who say, well, we got to have more people with guns. Sure. Uh, so I don't know if that's, if, if we're going to have a reverse effect here because of that. What, what I, what I do wonder about, and I, I know he, he, he's talked, you've had a lot of leaders talk about mental health, <laughs> Do we know, do we have any idea when, when that's referenced, I guess specifically in in Nebraska, what that could look like in terms of an increased focus or increased resources, or or how do you actually achieve that 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 focus that uh, that he and other leaders have talked about? Do we know what that looks like at all? 
I'm not sure. Uh, you know, when the debate was going on the floor, uh, I mean, I, I vividly remember when uh, Senator uh, Michaela Kavanaugh was concerned about people up in the balcony might be <laughs> might have weapons, and she was concerned that you know, standing on the floor and speaking to put herself and others uh, opponents at risk. I don't know what the long range effect is if we have more people carrying concealed weapons. I, 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 am I wrong? Hasn't Texas had statistics that they've they, that they touted before that indicates less crime has occurred or something like that, but I'm not sure how how, how valued and, and, and accurate those statistics right. have been if they were just touted uh, anecdotally and not otherwise. Yeah, yeah, and, and I, I just yeah, like I and and I wonder, you know, and I think a, a focus on mental health is is right, and I think there are there is a shortage, and I know he talked about in in your story you mentioned that he talked about dedicating millions of dollars to attract more people to the field um, right. i I just wonder what that what that looks like if that stays you know if if that is is truly up because it's going to take resources right <laughs> i mean you can you can say that you want to focus on mental health and that's all well and good but there's going to need you're going to need some real resources and I think providers are probably the the biggest place where you need to start with this whole thing. Right. And the question ultimately is, uh, as has been asked of several, uh, I know, I think there's sort of a famous or infamous interview floating around right now with Senator Ted Cruz, where he was asked about uh, why is America the only major unique industrial country that has this problem. And, you know, the, the opponents of of, of weapons say it's because we've got, you know, we've got the guns and nobody else has the guns. Everybody has mentally unstable people, but if you have mentally unstable people with guns, now you've got a major problem. If they're mentally unstable and the, and the most thing they get their hands on is a knife, that's a bit of a different issue. You're not going to have 21 people killed with, you know, by being knifed to death in a, in a classroom. I don't think that's going to happen, but if they have a, if they have a weapon like that, that's a totally different story. And that's the question I think that, that the country is trying to pose uh, to itself. I mean, we've all, for two years now, I think we've all become aware of the Fox News poll that talked about 90% of the, of the people that were polled by Fox News talked about more background checks. 67% said they wanted a ban on assault weapons. Uh, and again, it's a Fox News poll. So uh, it's it, it, it appears to be a clear, uh, you know, difference in distinction between uh, the general public and, and elected conservative uh, uh, officials. And that's kind of where we are right now. Mm-hmm. I want to move on to the Herbster Slama civil proceeding that's going on, which is kind of on the back pages now after the gubernatorial race, uh, GOP primary is, is done at this point, but it's still going on. Um, and you had a story on it recently, kind of looking at the, the legal filings, uh, on this and, and some other information about it. Uh, what's, what's going on? Is this thing going to proceed? And what do the next few weeks look like with this? Well, according to the court filings uh, and um, some sources that I spoke with that are close to the case, it's very clear that uh, Senator Slama and her legal team, they want to hear, they want to depose under oath on the record uh, from uh, Kellyanne Conway, uh, Corey Lewandowski. Uh, They want want to hear from these uh, national Trump folks as to, you know, kind of sort of like, what did they know and when did they know it uh, in terms of uh, these allegations against Mr. Herbster, 
uh, were they, you know, and and other and other information. Uh, it's the they've been subpoenaed. Well, here's what we, here's what I can tell you. Uh, I don't know to this moment if they if those folks have been subpoenaed. What I do know is that the uh, uh, Slama's team sent letters to those folks saying you're going to be subpoenaed uh, and, and expect it any day now. Uh, as of this moment, I don't know if those subpoenas have been uh, hand-delivered yet or not, uh, but uh, it was very clear from the folks that I had spoken with uh, that they, those subpoenas are, are coming. Uh, we'll probably know something official sooner than later. Uh, wow. and, they'd, and they would like, and I don't know, I can't imagine, the next court date is the 14th of June, mm-hmm. and I can't imagine those depositions will be taken up by then because the, the uh, obviously the, the way we kind of know about this is in the court filings, actually the Herbster legal team is objecting to all these folks being subpoenaed. Uh, it was kind of like they, they, they filed the objection knowing that the letters had gone to these people and that, without the subpoenas having been right. served yet. So they objected, uh, and that's probably going to be the, one of the uh, key focus of the, of the June 14th hearing, uh, which is now in Beatrice. Uh, you're probably aware the court it's been moved to be yeah. after now. Uh, and um, we'll see where it goes from there. But that's uh, obviously they're, they're going to try and quash those subpoenas. And uh, the Slava team doesn't <laughs> doesn't want that to happen. Uh, so we could have some you could have national, you know, political figures uh, here in this showing up in Nebraska to be uh uh, under oath and deposed for what the, whatever wow. did or didn't take place, you know, several months ago. That would get this back in the. I mean, it would get in the national headlines uh, at this yes. point if if that would. I wonder. And and is it? I mean, I mean, as far as you know, and you may not know, but as far as I mean, is that you know? Because I know Conway was on the Bannon podcast talking about it yeah. and those sorts of things. So they just think they've got some useful information about that. I'm I'm curious why you would subpoena uh, them in this thing. I wonder what they think they they know or they have on them or if it's just you know for for, for other strategic reasons yeah you, you're absolutely right it, because if, if she just testifies if she goes in and we're and we're deposing or testifies about what she, what she told um uh on the, on the bannon podcast that's not that's not favorable to julie slama so they must uh the slama team must think that they've got other information or 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 want them under oath uh, to say these kinds of things that, that under oath, you know, you, you can tell a podcaster anything you want, right? Right. <laughs> it's, a it's a different thing to be under oath. But they basically have been saying, I, I think this whole group has been saying that this is something that they've been, their allegation toward the, toward the, you know, the Ricketts, uh, Pillin, everyone that they've been shopping around these stories, trying to, right. trying to get somebody to do it. And so I guess that's the, that's probably the crux of what they would get into as a deposition is how they knew that, what they had heard, those sorts of things. So, yeah. which I, I suppose would be relevant. I mean, I, I, I've got a feeling that, that they end up getting deposed if team Slama wants it to happen, which is, is something, um, very last, but not least, we can touch on this today and maybe we can get into it a little bit later during the summer, but we had talked, uh, last time kind of just openly wondering if there would be debates in the general gubernatorial race between uh, Pillen and Blood. And you got an email from from one of my listeners with an uh, with an idea. Give me a little give me a little summary of this and and maybe we can make something happen. What's going on here? 
Well, the gist of the uh, the email was yeah, from one of your listeners who thinks that the, the the way around this obstruction of people not wanting to debate is, as we all know, Mr. Pillen didn't debate during the uh, during the primary, and still no indication of what might happen going forward for the general election uh, in that race, or, or and maybe any others. I don't know, but uh, the suggestion was that that. Uh, we, I guess you and I, <laughs> would submit letters, would submit written with letters with written questions or a written question like every week going to uh, the, the, maybe one to Carol Budd and one to Jim Pillen, give them a couple of days to respond, uh, possibly send the same type of the exact same question to some uh, an expert on, quote unquote, either side of the aisle uh, for further discussion. My concern uh, and I certainly am open to any suggestions in order to have more public input uh, into the into this uh, election process for the next governor. Mm-hmm. My concern is, I, I'm not sure I want to give anybody an out right now, especially when they have a couple of days to answer. And the answer, my guess is at that point, Jack, just comes from, you know, either somebody Googling up their answer or obviously more likely going to their consultant who writes the answer for them. uh, And we don't really know what the individual thinks. I think there's something to be said. This is truly personal opinion as someone who's been doing this for a long time. There's something to be said about it, about a candidate having to think on their feet at a moment when they get something unexpected coming their way and how they would handle that kind of situation. What's always been said to me is if they can't deal with Joe Jordan for a couple of minutes, how are they going to deal with General Motors who might want to build a plant in Nebraska? And I totally agree. Let's, you know, those, I think it's important to hear from folks in the moment, so to speak. Yeah, I, I, I agree. All right. Well, I mean, maybe we planted a seed at least though with this. We'll, yeah, we'll, it'll be our summer ideas, summer project. Ideas. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. All right, we'll talk further on that. Hey, great to talk to you, Joe. I appreciate it. Uh, have a good week. We'll check in next week, all right? Nice to know you've got a thorough and engaged audience as well. That's it. We do. We do. We very much. They they like when you come on. Thanks, Joe. I appreciate it. 726. Okay. We'll take a break. It's LNK today with Jack and Friends on KLIN. Get today's top news and sports directly to your inbox. Sign up for the daily at KLIN.com. All right, let's get it started with number five. Lincoln Police Chief uh, Teresa Ewens provided an update uh, yesterday on the crash Sunday night that killed two, injured 20. Crash happened at the end of an unsanctioned Americruise event on O Street. Just before 11, the event winding down, traffic patterns resuming when the crash happened. According to Ewens, a Ford Taurus westbound on O Street hit an eastbound Toyota that was turning left to go north on to 52nd Street. Uh, that uh, Both vehicles ended up on the curb into a crowd of 20 people. The Toyota was driven by a 20-year-old Lincoln woman and a 22-year-old passenger. Both of them were uh, pronounced deceased at the scene. The driver of the uh, Taurus, an 18-year-old man from Omaha, was taken to the hospital. Non-life-threatening injuries, but 20 people uh, injured on the curb. Uh, the Taurus originally rolled onto its top, pinned a couple of victims, but bystanders were able to rock it or turn it back over, enough of them, and it got them out. Yeah. 20 people taken to the hospital. Brian Hell treated 10, two admitted, one critical. Other had serious injuries. Eight were treated and released. CHI St. Elizabeth cared for 10. Three were admitted, one released shortly thereafter. Two others are reported in good condition seven were treated and released so mark if i'm understanding for for those kind of wondering about exactly where we're talking about here 
one of the cars was going eastbound on O Street and looking to make a left turn on 52nd. So that would be right by Barnes & Noble, the old Fresh Time. Correct. Before you get to the scooters there. Um, and the other car is going westbound at that point, And to that, that's where that's the collision happened. The car, right. the car, and, and, of course, the momentum of the car going westbound took both of the cars toward that north curb uh, on O Street. And that's where you had a whole bunch of people who were there for the event. Like uh, like you said, this wasn't necessarily part of part of the, the cars weren't out there, you know, hot rods cruising or anything like that. That's not what that was. But you did have people there who were for that. And, and you know, the bottom line, as much as I've, I've heard from Caleb and others who have, you know, Caleb lives by O Street fairly closely. I mean, whether it's an AmeriCruise event or not, it sounds like it's just probably not a particularly good area to be sitting by the street on that street right. late into the evening. I don't know. From what you uh, yeah. hear, I, I, I assume you would agree with that. Yeah, it sounds just on any regular night, even last night. You're not even 24 hours out from what had happened, and I still hear people peeling out. I still hear the cars I can hear them going too fast. I don't have to even be over here. You can hear them going fast and revving things up. It's it's been out of control outside of events, whether they're right. official or unofficial, sanctioned, not sanctioned. There was a lot more people there on Sunday night than a normal there, night. And yes. that's a that's a bad mix. Chris Lofgren. Yeah, I went down after I heard on the scanner what was going on and to check things out. And just some comments from people that I saw as the thing was unfolding was the car that m- uh, made the collision actually had gone eastbound turned around this is all speculation basically based on the people that I spoke to but then turned around and was coming back down from the east mm-hmm. and if you know that intersection it you come down from 56th street to 52nd so basically saying like did a u-turn at 56 probably Probably went over to Cotner and around oh, and, I see and back what you mean. Okay. to come back down to make another pass, mm-hmm. and it sounded like that that person was driving at an excessive speed. Uh, some people said you know, he was going 100 miles an hour. My and goodness! If it, if and you look at the results of the accident, yeah. you can see and that, that gets to what I was saying. I mean, if you if, fast. if you got that stuff going on, you. Can, I mean, number one, the cars are, uh, anybody driving is in danger, as we saw. But, you know, if you've got that going on, people being seated right next to the curbs is going to be a huge safety concern. And I noticed Saturday coming home from, I was out late afternoon golf meet and came back into town off of O Street. And we already were seeing people at about 6.30, 7 o'clock. Even downtown, 17th and O, people in their lawn chairs mm-hmm. were lining the street mm-hmm. all the way out yeah. from yeah. downtown. I had no idea anything like that was going to be taking place or well, was becoming a thing now again. Yeah, well, it used because they used to have the Hot Rod Super Nationals here, and it was associated yep. with that. I think it was later in the summer. Yeah. In fact, you had an incident 22 years ago where somebody died yeah. uh, at, at one of yeah, those few blocks in the other direction. 35th and O Yeah, where that few blocks in the other direction. And so, um, and I know, and, and it's kind of gone informally. I know, like, I even found a, 
uh, invitation from last year, uh, uh, just an invitation on the web, and it said, uh, just because, it was from 2021, just because Hot Rod Super Nationals no longer comes down doesn't mean the traditional O Street cruise should stop. Don't let the cops think they won by getting this shut down. And this is a cruise, not a time for racing with a bunch of people out there watching. We don't want anybody to get hurt and no burnouts in parking lots, essentially. And so I, there's evidently been some tension between the people who want to do this and, and the police and what happens. And I know the police chief said there are going to be changes now. Be changes. So, yeah. Well, this was a, a, a yeah. traffic enforcement uh, effort underway, uh, part of the safety effort. They were... Uh, right, they were aware of it. Yeah, that yeah. was the irony of the whole situation yeah. because yeah. there was heavy presence from 84th to what 17th, I believe it right. was. Chris, yep. you right. reported yeah. on it last week. Yeah, and mm-hmm. and so uh, if speed was a factor, obviously that one um, must have happened very quickly. And well, yeah, that's. A, I mean, uh, that's how you. I mean, that's probably the first thing you do is you you bust people for for excessively speeding yeah or uh, reckless driving or reckless driving yeah yeah without a doubt yeah all right thank you chris i appreciate it absolutely all right moving on let's see what else is going on here this morning number four fire raging through a chemical company last night just southwest of downtown omaha forced about two thousand residents to evacuate left 2500 without power thick smoke from the knox creek facility no injuries. Battalion Chief Scott Fitzpatrick said the first call came shortly before 7. It was quickly upgraded to a three-alarm fire, but uh, a lot of smoke, but no toxic smoke uh, in that fire. Pretty amazing video uh, from the Omaha the, TV station. Video, I mean, an amateur video that was out there, It was that was an inferno and black, black smoke coming from from that thing and you're joe jordan talking about it earlier uh, mark he was talking about all the propane tanks that were in there yep. and i mean so the fire and the smoke are an issue but you can basically have you know shrapnel or, or tanks flying through the air exploding those sorts of things as well it's it's remarkable and it's great that it sounds like there's not significant um injuries deaths with this as well but yeah this is uh this is interesting. And by the way, they uh this is uh, a a a chemically they do a form coating a chemically active uh, form coating for concrete essentially is what this company does. That's that's what's going on there. So, um, but yeah, it, massive evacuations yep. from the area. You can basically do a community center and and go sleep there. Uh, during the course of the night. Still some hot spots going on right now, according to some of the reporting, uh, but it, things are under control now at this point. But just a, a dramatic scene there in Omaha last night. Number three. Bipartisan group of senators looking for common ground on gun policy. They're planning talks this week in the wake of the elementary school shooting in Uvalde, Texas. Senate's not in session this week. Lawmakers are going to re- meet remotely. Uh, Republican Senator John Cornyn told uh, reporters he was in home uh, in Texas yesterday that the group would be meeting today over Zoom to see if they could agree on a basic framework. Uh, he was uh, tapped by uh, Minority Leader Mitch McConnell to engage in those talks. So we'll see what happens. I, I, mean, I can't. Uh, I can't imagine anything particularly significant. Um, you know, I, I just don't. People, there's a, I mean, the belief is that uh, among uh, Republicans, I think pretty strongly that this isn't, you know, this is not the problem. This does not stop anything. And 
Democrats obviously believe differently, and it's—I mean—it's a philosophical difference that they've got on on this, and and what happens, and and it, you know, it's the person, not the gun, and and all of those things. And so, I don't know. There could be something in the assault weapons. In the, uh, in the assault weapons is where my guess is that they'll find oh, some man. You level. Think so? Some level. Uh, they, they're going to have to to do. Something, even if it's just cosmetic. Yeah, maybe, uh, probably. And 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 by the way, you know, you did have the the ban on on assault weapons, but um, and that was, I believe, signed under Reagan. But they had a sunset clause on that after ten years, and it expired in right. the nineties. Didn't have enough votes to get it going again there at that point, and since then, um, it's obviously that that hasn't, it's been discussed several times, but that hasn't happened. I don't know if there's stuff that they can do federally on on age limits um, or will do or, or any of that, but no, I don't, I mean, I, do, I don't at all expect anything uh, significant to, to come out of this, at least as it, as it uh, pertains to federal rules when it comes to gun control. Number two. Box office over the weekend, Top Gun Maverick broke the Memorial Day. I think it broke every record, over $150 million. I heard one report that Tom Cruise gets 20% of the box office. <laughs> now, I, I, I haven't been able to find that officially, but that, that was one of the stories I heard. Either uh, way, he's going to be doing all right Yeah, with that, this thing. That is one way to get someone to come back for a sequel. Yeah. <laughs> After a couple well, decades. And and really do a good job at it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you haven't seen it, have you, Mark? Mm-mm. No? None of us Vic, have Vic has. Our, our na- Vic neighbor. Have, did, what did he have to say about it? Oh, he it? said absolutely yeah. phenomenal. Vic's over there on our sister right. station. On B1073. No, I plan to. I I didn't get a chance to, but that's... Uh, that. I think the, uh, I think the end of the pandemic movie drought is officially here yeah. with what Top Gun did dollars wise this weekend yeah it's been it's been a long time since you've had something like that but yet be by the way beat pirates of the caribbean at world's end which was the last memorial day past them for the memorial day holiday but when you stop holiday. to think about it you know even though a lot of people were traveling over the holiday weekend a lot of people weren't yeah. because of high gas yeah. prices yeah, so, yeah that's true that so, probably so why not played into uh, this as well so 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 why not spend 80 bucks and go to a movie <laughs> <laughs> And that's just for the popcorn. Right, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Now, I got to see it. I've, I heard really good things. I'm excited to go see it here uh, sometime in the next few days. Number one. I don't know. I, what What's the phrase we've been hearing from uh, somebody? If you don't like it, move to Iowa. Yeah, that's. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I was told that once by a listener when I was talking about the Nebraska state flag. It's now become a thing on what chapter I had Wednesday. Right. Well, uh, evidently, a bear has moved to Iowa. Oh, really? <laughs> a black bear. Now, actually... A black bear? Yes. Wow. Uh, actually, I always was native to it, but they haven't been around for a long time. There's one showing up in Dubuque, of all places. Really? They're advising residents be on guard for a black bear. Department of Natural Resources and the city issued a bear aware release following a number of sightings uh, since early May in the northeastern part of the city. They suggest stowing away food sources such as bird feeders, pet food, garbage cans. And then a warning for residents who encounter a bear: don't run, back away slowly. Um, That's so. easier said than done. <laughs> yeah. By the way, do you know what kind of fur you get from a bear? I don't. As fur as possible. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, if the, if the, 
I've been to Dubuque, and I'm surprised the bear would go there. But <laughs> the people don't want to go there. <laughs> I'll tell you what. After the wind yesterday, and the people who had their garbage out in town, uh, there would have been plenty, plenty of nice garbage yeah. items strewn about many neighborhoods yeah. for that bear to take it. We got over of. thirty miles to the gallon coming home yesterday. Oh, really? Yeah. With a tailwind? Yes. Nice. Yes. See? So th- there you go. Everything's fine. All you got to do is, you know, buy the gas. It's very expensive, but just don't use much of it. Only drive with the wind. That's right. <laughs> that makes all the difference in the world. Well, where are we going today? Well, let's see where the wind blows. <laughs> yeah. We're going on. We're going on. Now, that's a heck of a vacation plan. Okay? We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna spend a month in the summer... We're just gonna have the the, Whatever the tailwind the tailwind take us, and you you know you south winds you end up in northern Alaska. But whatever, <laughs> whatever, it's an adventure. You're gonna go wherever the wind goes. You're gonna end up in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and the wind's just gonna be spinning. And you go, I don't know what to do. <laughs> You're driving now. around a roundabout in Tulsa <laughs> for an entire summer. <laughs> Tulsa probably doesn't have roundabouts. Nah, they don't seem like roundabout they, people. Nah, they don't. <laughs> the world has gone crazy on roundabouts. Yes. All right, it's 754. That is it for your morning drive. Brought to you by Stonebridge Insurance and Wealth Management. You're listening to 1499 KLIN. You're listening to LNK Today with Jack and Friends on 1499.3 KLIN. All right, 758. You want the keys to the city? We're going to give someone the keys to the city. And by keys to the city, we just mean like thousand plus dollars in gift cards for tons of places in the city. No, this is this is we've talked with the mayor. This, well, we this can is maybe get thing. something ceremonial there uh, for that. But how do you do it? Well, you go to our website every day and you enter the keyword that has to do with the featured business of the day. And we're featuring local businesses. Today's business is Da Vinci's. So your keyword is superior. Go to KLIN.com, click on the Keys to the City link, type in superior, S-U-P-E-R-I-O-R. You'll be registered for the daily prize, which is the gift certificate from Da Vinci's, and the grand prize, which is the giant stack of gift certificates from everywhere that we're featuring. It's KLIN's Keys to the City, brought to you by Lincoln Mattress and Furniture. And you can also go to any of the Da Vinci's locations. You can also do an extra entry there in person, which you can with all of the businesses. You can check out that list at KLIN.com. Keep listening for the daily Keys to the City keywords for more chances to win. Find all the details about the Keys to the City and all the featured businesses at KLIN.com. Maybe grab yourself a cheesesteak or some pasta or a pizza while you're there. It's 8 o'clock. KLIN Lincoln. Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O, morning radio for the entire capital city. This is LNK Today with Jack and Friends on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, it's 8-11. This is May 31st, 2022. By the way, stick around 25 minutes from now. Johnny Cadillac is going to join us from Drive Time Lincoln. He has completed his quest of eating at every Munch Madness restaurant. That's incredible. All 64. It took, uh, took about three months, right? March, April, May. And what would have been it? We had the field release at the end of February. So would have been three months, 64 restaurants. And so we will get reflections on eating out at 64 places, find out what his, his favorites were, his surprises in the whole thing were uh it's it's gonna be fascinating on, and on i'm average, just impressed he did it on average that's about 1.3 places per day over a 90-day period yeah that's yeah that's right my goodness i wonder if he did days where he hit three of them 
in one day. I bet he Both did a, a, a breakfast, lunch, and supper. All right. We'll, uh, we'll find out. But he has single-handedly spurred the Lincoln economy, and uh, <laughs> we, we appreciate that from him. So he'll tell us that about that coming up at 835. But uh, it, it is Tuesday, and you know we've been busy on Tuesdays, and so we haven't had a lot of chances to do a Top 5 Tuesday. We thought the uh, Tuesday after a long weekend might be a good time to jump into one of those. And so today, we are asking, you can uh, get in on the Rickstein Recognition text line and give us your own Top 5. At 402-479-1400. In honor of Top Gun, which none of us have seen yet, but I plan to. Um, and, and all the talk about the sequels and, and maybe being better than the original. Sequels really can be, a lot of times, not work, right? Mm-hmm. It's just a cash grab after the first one was really good and the second one or the third one or whatever. Just not as good. But there are a few that stand out, that they did do the job. Sometimes... Better than the original. And so let's go through and let's rank our top five movie sequels of all time. Mm-hmm. Okay. We'll go. And, and for this, we are defining sequel as just a movie that came yes. after the original. So you could have multiple from the same franchise right. in this list if you want to. It's not necessarily just the, the franchise, which that's, I think that's definitely the best way to do it. So, uh, Caleb, you want to start with your number five? Yeah. My number five, and I think it's the best movie from this franchise Harry Potter and the Half Blood Prince. Which one, is that the second, third, fourth, eighth? <laughs> um, so that would be, I believe, the sixth. Oh my gosh! The the and that's they movement. got they took that long to get to the best one. Well, I mean, you build up to it. That, okay. That's that's nice. Okay. Um, every time they bring out a new movie, there was a, a good one. But yeah, then then you had another two movies that were one book split into two parts. After that, but Half Blood Prince, you get through there for anyone who who'd followed. Harry Potter things have been getting slowly a little bit darker, a little bit darker. Then it gets kind of really dark. Okay, in, in this one, don't spoil it for me. I might watch all these. You'll, at some you will you will never watch There's any zero of them. Chance I you will. Well, will, what if I have grandkids that are really into it or something? I hope you do. I hope you have grandkids who are really into Marvel. <sighs> all right, Mark, what's your number five? Cars two. Cars two. The second Cars. Yep. I don't know if I ever saw Cars two. They took so long. My son was right in the prime demographic for Cars one. It was his. He was Cars everything, and he was too old by the time Cars two came oh. out. And Is so, that the one where they? It was the plot inter- was about like clean fuel. Uh, this was the uh, one that was March the international woke again. Uh, deal in Japan. Uh, yep. Yep. On clean fuel. Le- 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 left world order. <laughs> Uh, number five for me is kind of ceremonial, but, and, and the first Jaws is great, but Jaws 3D, and I never, I wasn't old enough to see it in the theaters when it was out in 3D, but this is the one where it's in SeaWorld. <laughs> and the most amazing thing about Jaws, this Jaws 3 is that they use all of the branding of SeaWorld throughout the entire movie, which I think they thought would be good advertising for SeaWorld, I, I, I guess. But people are dying there. Why? Why? It is one of the most curious marketing decisions yeah, yeah, I've yeah, ever seen in my life. It was an orca that did that, not a shark. It was. Uh, they. But it's this whole thing, and then they got this <laughs> old timey thing. They dive in, and the sharks get in there, and and the shark gets in there. It's a is a such a weird slash good movie but i'm i will never it'll never cease to amaze me that SeaWorld allowed them to do that all right what what, what do you got uh caleb number uh my number four star wars episode three which revenge of the sith 
Oh, because that's the newest one. No. How do you not know the order of these at all? Four, five, so it goes four. Okay. Four, five, so, six were the originals. One, two, three came out in the early two okay, thousands. Okay, okay, okay. And the well, latest are seven. Eight, was, nine. Did people like that one? Man, there are so many people that I do, thought people didn't like those. A lot of people did not like the prequels. I very much enjoyed them. Okay. As a matter of fact, I really enjoyed episode three. the The best is where you get the. Uh, at the same time, you've got the duels going on between Emperor Palpatine and Yoda. Oh, no spoilers. Also, uh, no Darth spoilers. Vader at, as the fall of Anakin Easy. is fully completed, okay. taking on Obi-Wan on This Mustafar. I might watch at some point, so don't tell me all that. Yeah, none of that is stuff you're going to remember in five Stop minutes. So. Stop it. Uh, okay, there you go. Star Wars. Mark number four. Shrek 2. Shrek 2. A lot of people say Shrek 2 is better than the first. Yeah, I think Many it was. people are saying. Uh-huh. Yep. Absolutely. Many I mean, people. you put that's Ant- on Megan's list. You you, you put Antonio Banderas in there, and the <laughs> the uh, oh the adult humor nuances in that movie are really good. <laughs> it was great and when animated I, movies started throwing in more grown up. Antonio humor Banderas's character is so good in that. Yes. yes. <laughs> is that the cat? Yeah. Yeah, the cat. Yeah. I've seen. I I don't know if I've seen too. And much of course, of how, how can you not love Donkey? Yes, donkey. Uh, donkey. D- yes. <laughs> That's Eddie Murphy. And in the morning, yeah. Eddie Murphy's waffles. donkey. There's but, a few there's a few lines but, that he has in that I think in the first one that I was dying on. <laughs> uh I got number 4. I don't know if anybody else that Terminator 2. Okay. That movie was an event the summer that it came out. I can only think of one one other movie that felt like that big of an event when it actually came out and that's Jurassic Park the original. But T2 um I mean, great movie, and I think I just—it's just all the nostalgia around the time and the soundtrack and the Guns N' Roses song and mm-hmm. everything that went with it. But Arnold in T two—I've got number four, number three. My number three, Lord of the Rings: The Return of the King. That's the uh, the third one in that trilogy. Okay. Well, how, are you just going to hate on every single one of mine? I don't, have, I don't have any comments. I haven't seen any of those. You just immediately after every one, I tried to oh, read okay. The Hobbit when I was a kid and. It kind of sucked. I'm sorry. The the okay. The Hobbit is hard to read even as an adult. Yeah, just, just I had the, just the gone through all written, the C.S. So. Lewis books, loved those, and I was like, this sounds like sort of the same thing. Nope. No, do those it. are written much yeah. more for kids with with the way they're gone. But Return of the King, the last one, it wins all of the awards. Oh, it won. Ever yeah, it won. It. Peter um, Jackson won so much. For yeah, those. It, it was fantastic. Wrapped up a really nice, uh, really good series, and just the the battle scenes are so good. You, there's a lot of emotional payoff yeah. you get with the movie. Right, I might watch that one. That's the second most likely of yours that I'll watch at some point. <laughs> Mark number three. Sister Act 2. <laughs> I, I just, I loved both Sister Act movies. <laughs> they were, yeah, that Whoopi Goldberg <laughs> reprising her role as a, as a informant or whatever she was in a Well, she was a, a witness in, oh, in witness. the first. Oh, witness, that's what she was, a Vegas singer and yeah. Uh, uh, a headliner, yeah. not a showgirl. Yes. Uh, and in, in Sister Act 2, she comes back to St. Francis School, where she, Dolores, that's right. okay. came, actually went to school to salvage the school. Okay. okay. I did. I have seen that. That's right. I've seen that one. And when uh, Mother Superior says, go with God, Crispy. <laughs> just <laughs> Mark dropping Sister Act 2 lines. Uh, I have number three. I've got uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark was good, but Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom was a formative movie during my youth running down the running down the cave with a boulder coming behind him and every, all of the the traps that were there all of those things mm-hmm. so I got Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom number three my number two Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade oh 
You chose. I chose. chose I'll take Temple of poorly. I'll take Temple Uh, of Doom. No, there's very. I I love that. That's one. This is one of the movies that if it's on, I'm watching. Yeah, I'm same with Temple of Doom. Definitely. Uh, Number three, Mark. Number four. Number uh, number two. Uh, Number two. The good, the bad, and the ugly. Yeah, that that's goes, one of that's con- consistently rated as maybe yeah, the best sequel of all. Yeah, that was actually the third in what they call the dollar uh, trilogy. Okay, fistful of dollars and for a few dollars more. Okay, so I am going. With I didn't th- see either of those first ones, but I think as a sequel. Yeah, th- those are the ones everybody. Good, bad, and the ugly is one everybody yeah, knows. Yeah. yeah. By the way, everyone is texting in to say that the the boulder and the cave that was in Raiders. No, whatever. <laughs> fine it still is good um what these movie ones i'm just so bad at uh that's why my number two is you're bad at my number two is austin powers gold member Uh, 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 here's the thing you're trying to rank five i'm not sure you've seen five sequels austin powers gold what are the five sequels because uh, i have dutch heritage and it takes some you know it's got the dutch character I love gold. That, that thing. And then there's the one line in it, and I can't, I probably am not going to get it verbatim, but it's, uh, it's, there are two things I hate in this world people who are insensitive to other cultures and the Dutch. <laughs> <laughs> All right, number one, Caleb. Yeah, that's kind of, that's like the line in Blazing Saddles and the Methodist. <laughs> And I grew up in a Methodist church, yeah. so that was a yeah. That was a line that hit and, home for and us. Lutheran light, as you can tell from my uh, my last name, Mitchell, very Dutch. Uh, okay, what do you got? Uh, my number one, Lord of the Rings: The Two Towers, okay. Battle of Helm's Deep, greatest battle scene in the history of cinema. You did. You just hated. Hey, how? Why are you hating on. on every one of these? Because I was thinking, was the uh, Temple of Doom the one where they had to cut the bridge? Is that what Temple of Doom was? Or is that also Raiders of the Lost Ark? I think that's Temple of Doom. That's probably the scene I was thinking of. Anyway, your Lord of the Rings thing? Got that done? You're just the worst person <laughs> in the history of humanity. Just the worst. Mark, number two? Number one. Or number one. God, I'm a, this is like morning drive. I never know what number we're on. I'm, I, 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 I have not, right. not yet to see this, but from all the reviews and talking to Big Top Gun Maverick. <laughs> he's he's already like, one, he's he doesn't even seen. have to see it. It's number one. <laughs> it's, it's my favorite movie of all time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I've because got. I have a need for speed. This was not hard for me. Number one for me, Rocky Four. Okay, Rocky Four. Ivan okay. Drago. Yeah. Oh, okay. I will break you. Okay. Yeah, you can say that, but but it's different with Rocky Four. It was during the Cold War. You know, Rocky, the Russians, the the Soviets start cheering for Rocky at the end. It's an amazing movie. So. If I can change, do you have any good uh, good lists on the text line? Then you can change. <laughs> uh, yeah, I put them into the. Oh yeah, for you. oh yeah, you, got, you make me do that. <laughs> I mean, you can. Uh, let's see. Scott's not Molly says Rogue One, Star Trek Two, Wrath of Khan, Dawn of the Planets of the Apes, Dark Knight. I thought, yeah, that one. I thought we might have somebody do and uh, Superman Two. Marie says Star Wars Seven. Which one's that? That's one of the new ones, right? Yeah, that, that'd be on the, uh, I would put, the but, sequel series. I'd put Temple, or uh, uh, Empire? Return of the Jedi. Return of the Jedi? Return of the Jedi, exactly. Okay. Uh, she's got Pirates at World's End, Beverly Hills Cop 2, Jurassic <laughs> World, and West Side Story. I've heard good things about West Side Story, the remake. Chris says Godfather 2. Godfather 2, people love that. Empire Strikes Back, Rocky 3, Christmas Vacation. Great call. Christmas Vacation should have been on mine. 
in Captain America Civil War. There you go. That's from Chris Nolatha. Uh, and Megan has Frozen 2, Frozen 2, The Dark Knight, Thor Ragnarok, Shrek 2, and The Mummy Returns. Are you everyone in my household? You're just going to hate their lists, aren't you? Oh, I like. I, I mean, Frozen Two is fro- Frozen Two had a better story than Frozen One. Frozen One had better music. Immediately after both of ours, you just go okay. It's just me acknowledging you did. That I didn't know that you did that after nobody else's list, or you didn't do that after yes, a single one. That I got Mark very said. excited about Star Trek Two: The Wrath of Khan. Go away, go away, go. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I got to see Millie this weekend, and I did not hear the go-away performance that you've told me so much about. I'm no, but she she watered half your lawn with the water. And your daughter, we, we were like, nope, it's out of water. Here comes your daughter with more water to just put out there for her to play in. Yes. Let me go. Between that and the Capital City Kalon stuff, that green is, that grass is going to be unbelievably green this summer. Go away. Go away. <laughs> That's what we're going to do right now. 825. It's LNK Today with Jack and Friends on KLIN. Go away. Want today's top news stories? Top Husker stories? You can get them sent straight to your inbox every afternoon. Just sign up for the daily for free at KLIN.com. You're listening to LNK Today with Jack and Friends on 1499.3 KLIS. We've got a lot of not Brian's mad that we didn't have Back to the Future 2 on the list. That was a good one. I I definitely could have put that one in there. The one where they go back to the Old West. It's better than three. Yeah, that one. Two's better than three. Two's very good. Uh, Two should have been on my list. Well, especially because when when they're doing two... You have the overlapping with one, right? It's just it's just that one is so good. Mm-hmm. Like it's it, it's hard. Two was good, but it was not as good as one. I would mm-hmm. still say for that franchise, right? And on most of my other one, although you pro- Jaws three isn't really better than Jaws one. It's just weirder and <laughs> more memorable <laughs> for some reason. But yeah. Uh, also, uh, Ryan's listening right now, and he found a uh, Rivian pickup parked. Uh, <laughs> parked where he was driving and he said i found your pickup parked over at emeritus uh just just <laughs> a shame to not see the grill out getting used i know if i'm going to work at emeritus i'm grilling up uh, a breakfast skillet smash browns maybe it's <laughs> a sweet looking thing gonna get one of those someday someday uh well speaking of someday we didn't know that this would ever happen but it actually did we had our own Johnny Cadillac here at KLIN complete his quest in three months to eat at all 64, whether he had been there before or not, all 64 of the Munch Madness 13 bracket, and he joins us right now. Johnny, congratulations. Thank you. You have completed your quest. It's a achievement unlocked. Uh, uh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> There's times I wondered if it was going to happen, and I mean, years ago I didn't think I was ever going to go on some sort of mission like this. But... <laughs> you didn't grow up thinking, you know, this is what I want to do at some point. Is hit, is there to be a 64 restaurant, local restaurant bracket, and needed all 64 of them? Not something you. <laughs> What's dreamt little of? Johnny Cadillac want to be? Well, that he wants to be an astronaut. Hey, I'd like to be that. I want to be a fine. I want to go through and eat 64. See, I... all 64 restaurants. Restaurants in two months. Let, let me ask you that we've had you on a couple times throughout your journey, but absolutely. Wh- why did why did you want to do this exactly? I, what drove you and kept you doing this even when it probably wasn't easy? I I 
don't know if I have a clear cut answer on that. Um, it was something I just I wanted to see. I don't know. I'm trying to think back to <laughs> I don't know why I did late this. February, <laughs> early March, and when I went to Chopsticks and I, I took a picture of my food and I said, "Oh, let's give this a try." And it was it was that night that I said, "You know what? Let's give yeah, let's go ahead and try all 64 of these." What kept me going, the number one thing that kept me going throughout the entire journey is the fact that I took pictures of my food and posted on social media every time. So those times where I was going a few days without going to one of the restaurants, I'd have friends say, you know, I've, I've been looking <laughs> you, for your Munch you okay? Madness updates. Uh, are you still doing Welfare this? Welfare check. <laughs> and so that was easily what kept me going the most. But <laughs> People usually do that and have that same line of thought. But it's on like a fitness journey. Yeah, you know, it's usually the they're, like, they're like, "Here's my progress. I'm doing this," and they're like, "Hey, I need to check in on this guy. He hasn't no, posted like, a picture of food in three it's days." It's like running an ultra marathon, but fun. You know, <laughs> Dude, this is very accurate. My, yeah. So I, I had a big event at Momo on Friday night. Is when I completed this journey, and I had some of my some of my close friends there who've been throughout the journey with me. Uh, join me for mm-hmm. my final occasion, and they said, "Okay, now that you have all sixty-four restaurants left, what's your next challenge? Sixty-four different local fitness centers." Oh. <laughs> oh, wow! <laughs> so <laughs> much madness off season. Yeah. yeah, I could use that too. There's got to no, bulk up for twenty twenty-three. That, that, no, that's the spring training version so, going into it. So you, the first one was chopsticks, and that was when the bracket came out. Was it that it, day? It wasn't quite that day. I believe it was the following Tuesday or Wednesday. Okay. So. so we're still in February then, right? Right. Yeah. Caleb, it was did we do the very that end of February? February. Yep. So, but we're talking. Uh, so maybe just change over three full months, right? So yeah. uh, All of March, all of April, all of May, essentially was yeah. was doing it, and in ninety days, as Mark did the math on, that's more than one a day, right? Yeah. No, I, I heard that, and I was like, oh, okay. I feel even more accomplished than by by finishing this journey. What, did you hit? Three a day at some point? I, I heard you ask that, and I had to think about it, and no, I, I had two a day quite a bit, but okay. I never did go to three in one day. Okay, you never did three a day, but you did. Okay, that's interesting. Now, all, all 64, so a few a few just questions. Place that was the, I don't know, place that was the biggest pleasant surprise to you that you didn't know about, and you're like, wow, I didn't know about this, I'll definitely go back again. Um, There's, there's two that stuck out in mind on those... Um, I was really skeptical. If I'm full disclosure, I was really skeptical before going to Daffodil, and then yeah. I heard Persian Persian food, and I said, "Oh, I, I don't what know." What is that? And, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I I said, "Well, let's give it a try for lunch." And um, and I I really like chicken, so you know, and Daffodil, I'd never heard of them, and I come in and I they said, "Well, we have all our main courses right here in front of you," and. And we have lamb this and lamb that, and I'm just listening for the chicken option. <laughs> and and then she goes, and right here we have Asiago chicken, and and you know she said she can give me samples too, but I was on a quick lunch break from work, and I said let's go with the Asiago chicken, and I brought it home, and I said okay, how do I start eating this with the rice and over here, and then the bowl of the chicken. Mm-hmm. And the more I ate, the more I said, this is absolutely amazing. I love this. Really? So, yeah. All right. So, shout out to Daffodil. Daffodil, okay. Um, Art and Soul was another one I really I just went really there for enjoyed. the first time uh, uh, last week. I had never I had never been there before. My my wife and my mom and my daughter go have gone there a lot. Um, but, yeah, what did you what I, did you like there? Well, and I, and I kind of researched them a little bit like the day of because I said, well, 
It was one of those things where I was, I said I should get another Munch Madness restaurant done. Maybe try one of these ones I've never heard of. And and so I, I just did some Google searches and see, like, what they're serving, whatever else. And, and I was like, oh, they, they teach, like, cooking classes and, mm-hmm. and prep there, too. So I said, okay, maybe this maybe this would be a good one. And, and I went there, and immediately what stuck out to me was the different flatbread options. Mm-hmm. And I said, oh, this flat... I don't remember what the specific flatbread I got. Mm-hmm. It reminded me of... Um, oh, man. Um, it's one of the sides at uh, Misty's that yeah. my roommate and I... Uh, bruschetta. It reminded yeah. me of that. Is what I got as a flatbread. And then, right, when the waitress came to our uh, my table, she says, okay, what would you like to order? Just want to let you know our flatbreads are on special today. Ten dollars for any flatbread. I said, absolutely. I want a flatbread anyway. So yeah. it worked out perfectly for me. And yeah, it was. I specifically that was a restaurant I went to by myself. However, uh-huh. I did send a text message to my roommate saying, "You have to have this place." And yeah. then somebody saw me on Snapchat, and she said, "Hey, I've been thinking about going there. Should I go there?" And I said, "I recommend it." And then. That night, she sent me on Snapchat a picture of her food. So look at the the <laughs> chain reaction from all of these things and and discovering new places. Yeah. Uh, what what's the most unique the most unique food that you ate throughout oh, this man, entire most, thing? Would you say, unique. or did you always go safe with your orders, or did you just try something that kind of pushed you out of your comfort 64 zone? Sixty four ways to have chicken. <laughs> there was a lot of chicken. I had th- a lot of chicken, a lot of steak. I had throughout the journey. Um, I was a little skeptical. I'm not big in the spicy foods so if you look at my list number 63 of the 64 the The, oven oven. and i said oh man what am i gonna do that's gonna get me away from spice and i saw the one thing on the menu is uh joa chicken or something Mm -hmm. like that and and uh then i read the the ingredients later on and it said spicy coconut milk as part of it but it was amazing so i said all right kudos to the oven so it was good yes it it was a it was a pleasant surprise for me. I had it like once before, and I ordered the wrong thing years ago when I had the oven. So, so it was redemption. It for was some absolutely of, for some redemption. Of best. Okay, you had a lot of steak. Best steak you had. Oh, well, where was the best steak? Probably that you had? Misty's. Think so? Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, Hallam Steakhouse had a really good steak. I remember that specifically. The steak was what stuck out to me on that experience. But yeah, no, you don't go wrong with Misty's. Uh, Casa Bo- Bovina. I. Uh, they had the best potatoes I've ever had in my entire life, is why I said these little mashed potato balls was my main course of the steak. And the steak was really good, but it was I don't it didn't necessarily exceed my expectations on but the, the steak. But the potatoes stuck out for you. But from the potatoes there. stuck out and the fact they had like one yellow carrot on my plate and I hate carrots. But I said, Well, I gotta try everything that's as part of this experience. Right. And I took a bite and I said what in the world is going on? I'm enjoying a carrot, and I had that whole carrot. That says something. <laughs> you ate a carrot. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Casa Bovina. That's amazing. Best overall thing you had to eat. Oh man, all of them, or at least Ooh. some that, or at least give me some that really stuck out when you when you either place you've been before or hadn't. Yeah, but I, you're just like, man, that was awesome. Well, I, I, I've been talking up. Um, my roommate was just telling me about it yesterday because I was kind of going through. Restaurants he hadn't been to with me. I said, "Would you do this one if it comes up again next year?" And we got to the press box. He goes, "John, you've been you've been promoting the press box quite a bit, so I'm I'm gonna have to have try them." And I got like some sort of some sort of barbecue mac and cheese. I don't remember what the meat was, but mm-hmm. I remember thinking this was amazing. And along with wings, and it was probably looking back, 
I think they ended up being my favorite of the journey as well. Interesting. So, Press yeah. box, huh? And I'd never been to there before before this journey, so. How, out of the 64, do you know how many of them were first-time places that you had been? So, I remember when I first came on to this show, I was telling you it was about 50-50 of restaurants I'd been mm-hmm. to before and restaurants I hadn't. No, that was not yeah. the case. I thought it was. There's far more restaurants I hadn't been to than ones I had been to. So a lot of it was new for my so journey. It was new. Yeah. Yeah. What What was just the, you know, kind of the experience like of, you know, like I said, it's like a fun ultra marathon, but yeah. one that actually takes some, some discipline. But what it was. It doesn't put me in better shape afterwards. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but what was kind of the, uh, just the experience of like of going to all these different places and seeing all of the different atmospheres and the different clientele and everything that went oh, along it, with it, all the restaurants. Like, how, how does it change the way you sort of think about eating at restaurants? It makes like me want to support local restaurants all the more. Like, you know, you have the 64 that were in this tournament, and there are several restaurants that did not make it into the tournament that would have qualified. And I, it just it changes everything. And the fact that I, I'm fortunate enough, I have friends all over the world on Facebook, and they see my posts. And I had, uh, specifically, I have an Australian friend who would watch my entire journey and she said I didn't realize mate how many how many restaurants looked so good in Lincoln Nebraska of course she's never been here right but uh and so I just I I it was a pleasure to me just opening up other people's eyes to options we have here. And that's then I cool. got to enjoy the food in the meantime. Right, that's cool. Well, they said, oh, that picture looks so good. I said, oh, it tasted good, too. Well, and that's really what Munch Madness, and that's awesome that you say it, because that's really what Munch Madness is about, is is just giving these places that uh, that are local businesses a little bit of a boost, a little bit of yeah. uh, free marketing and, and, and everything that goes along with it. I want to go through and ask just about a few of them that I don't know a ton about. I have had Vic's Pizza, but it's a newish place i can't remember if we talked about it or not but i don't think tell we me, have t- okay tell me about uh I, vic's pizza i am trying to remember because i was, I was <laughs> can one, you I, remember all of these I, by I th- the way. that was i think that was my first pizza place i went to mm-hmm. and it was one that I, I don't even think i'd heard of them prior to this tournament and i i had some sort of like barbecue chicken pineapple pizza i remember pineapple was in the name of it because for those doubters pineapple does go on okay. pizza and uh i'm not responding to oh, that that's fair anyway. that's fair um <laughs> I, I want one Caleb Henry to know as well that when we went to Momo, one of the pizzas we had there was a breakfast pizza, and it was it was <laughs> they really have breakfast good. Breakfast pizza at Momo? They did really? have one. I, I mean, they, it doesn't scream breakfast pizza, but eggs, bacon. Oh, cool! All sorts Very of stuff cool. on it. Uh, Soulful Casino. I've never been there. Tell me about Soulful. That, they they made the push to get in really hard, right? Yeah, yeah, they were really pushing. Yeah, yeah, and then they they were. They they thought they by giving the miscongeniality votes that they were getting uh, legitimate votes for the yeah, tournament too, yeah, so they were bummed out about there, being yeah. eliminated in round one. But no, I I've had them. They've catered to some of my jobs before, so I've had them before. Okay. Scouting them out was the toughest thing for me on them, but the the food experience there was not a disappointment at all. It was, it was good food. Super taco. I hadn't had super taco in a few years. And I went back there, and it, I had uh, some sort of quesadilla from my experience there, and it it was better than what I remembered having with Super Taco in the past. And I remember liking them, but it was a, it was a good experience. How do you go to somewhere named Super Taco and not get a taco? <laughs> <laughs> like I'm sure the quesadilla was good, but, yeah. I and think- I'm sure, and they've got several other items, but how do you not just walk in and go, "I'll have the taco"? 
I mean, I, I, what my do you guys have here? menu, but I just remember I was craving a quesadilla that okay. day. And I said, oh, uh, this is a Mexican restaurant. So Norm's on 48th got all the pub for being the gas station, but uh, Cheesesteak Grill is also connected to a gas station yep. as well. Tell me about that. Uh, Cheesesteak Grill, it was <laughs> the day I went there as part of the journey, and I've had Cheesesteak Grill lots of times. Yeah, I okay. love it. It's probably my favorite cheesesteak place in yeah. Lincoln. By the way, it's on Old um, Cheney, in, uh, yeah. kind of by the Warlick 14th What kind of ruined that one experience when I went during my journey is there some sort of smell. I don't know if it came from the gas station itself or something. Some sort of sewage smell around there that was hard to enjoy my food while having to smell whatever that outside smell oh, was. But okay. food well, was good. All right. Well, you've, go, you've gone there a lot, so that's not a continuing problem. Yeah, no. Shoemakers. I've been by Shoemakers a lot. I've never actually eaten there. Same. Until until the yeah. uh, couple mo- like a month or so yeah. ago when I went there that night that Speaking was gas a stations spur again. of the moment decision because we were supposed to we were going to go to Genoa Food Co that night mm-hmm. and it was right after the flooding that made the news like local news around here so we said well they had the weekend no they were definitely closed so like well what's next well shoemakers isn't too far away from here and right. I haven't been there in my journey so it was a uh, I didn't know what to expect, but I, I, I compared a lot to Highway Diner. Yeah. And I thought, yeah, good truck stop restaurant. They yeah. had a good variety of food. I enjoyed my, I think I had fried chicken there. Yeah. Well, speaking of Genoa Food Co., you eventually got there in Malcolm. Yep. Uh, a lot of people maybe haven't been there. I've heard lots of great things about yeah. that. And I mean, the service there was really well, too. And I mean, I know right now they're looking for more staff so they can yeah, extend their is. hours again. But uh, yeah. so right now it's just an evening time dinner. Um for their opening hours there but it was still it was a good experience uh i thought our waitress was great too so uh, and then uh, man i'm just going through the gas bg's best another gas station yeah. one they're like five gas station ones bg's best was a harder one for me i went i i want to give them another try because when i went there i think it, they just it was just finishing up the lunch hour so they just had like the bare minimum of what was left yeah. from that day so it was not all that pleasant of an experience for me but then i and i talked about it and they said oh and i talk to others that have either been to bg's best or have wanted to try them and they said yeah you just you went at the wrong time yeah it's uh it it's i've really i've really liked that taste of louisiana taste of louisiana was one that i was only i was excited about because of the name and didn't know what to expect yeah what did you get there and uh i got the po' boy a chicken po' boy that day get a po' boy and And yeah no it was really good i i wish i had more time that i could have eaten it there so it would be all the more fresh instead of having right. to drive home and then eat it. Yeah. But I still really enjoyed that sandwich. Uh, I haven't been to the Metal Grill in Hickman since they changed over from Nine South Char Grill. How was that? I enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I mean, it was. It wasn't anything I thought that stood like head and shoulders above other places, to be honest. But I still really enjoyed it. Lee's Chicken, the old standard. I assume you've been there before. I had. Yeah. Um. So Lee's Chicken was better for me this time around than like. The last couple experiences I had, so I don't know. It was just something of I, I, I was with my lifelong best friend. He lives right by Lee's mm-hmm. Chicken. We went and just ordered takeout of it, and so mm-hmm. bucket of chicken. And I said, "Oh, this is like KFC, but way less greasy." <laughs> and, uh, and so yeah, it was it was a great experience was for good. me this All time right, around. Uh, okay, well, n- the next bunch madness is coming up here in like eight months. Just so you know. Oh, so. I know. <laughs> hey, it, 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 it's my, what, what's? I mean, you can't, I don't know what. What are you going to do next year to top this? I don't know. <laughs> it's my goal to somehow squeeze room to be in here for Selection Friday. Well, we can well, make you know that, that happen. And then, yeah, uh, get 
uh, right away, I want to do the restaurants that were not in this year's tournament. Yeah, that's my that, be okay. My that's a good idea. Well, May, there might be. With it. I think there were about twenty last year that were new, so that might be a yeah. good way to and do it. And then I said, I'm, right. uh, you know, uh, assuming Momo makes it in, it's not going to be my finale, but one of the earlier on, and then see what All go right. from there. Awesome. Well, all right. You're in for Selection Friday. You'll be our, awesome. our correspondent be there. You can give us details on any of these places because we know you've been to them all. Yeah. Hey, thanks for doing that, Johnny Cadillac. Was, thanks, for, uh, thanks for helping the local businesses. We appreciate it. Yeah. Talk to you again soon. Let's hear him on Drive Time Lincoln with Commander Jack. 8 at 5 on KLIN. Sign up for the daily at KLIN.com to get today's top local and Husker news sent straight to your email. You're listening to LNK Today with Jack and Friends on 1499.3 KLIN. All right, thank you, John. 66 degrees in the capital city. Accident report from Chris Lofgren. Time saver traffic. Rolling Hills Boulevard and Old Cheney Road. Old Cheney. Uh, between uh, 18th and Tipperary Trail. Watch for slowdowns there. And you get to your computer today or your phone and... Uh, don't forget to go to KLIN.com and get entered for this day's Keys to the City prize. So the business today is Da Vinci's. The keyword is superior, S-U-P-E-R-I-O-R. Every day we have a different business we're featuring. We're giving away a $50 gift card and a grand prize gift card to all of the businesses that have been featured. So you go to KLIN.com, get entered there. You can have extra entries if you go to any of the business locations, including Da Vinci's today. Get you a better chance of winning. Uh, keep listening for the daily Keys to the City keywords for more chances to win and find all the details about Keys to the City and all the featured businesses at KLIN.com. That's all brought to you by Lincoln Mattress and Furniture. All right, we're back. It's weird, Caleb. Tomorrow's already What Chaps Your Wednesday. Oh, goodness. Love What Chaps Your Wednesday, John Bishop, and a whole lot more. See you then, 9 o'clock, KLI and Lincoln.